Hey, this is Cody. And Kevin. And Franklin. Thanks for joining us on the Conversations on Jesus podcast. Pull up a chair and hang out as we talk about who Jesus is and what that means for our lives. Hello and welcome to the Conversations on Jesus podcast. I'm Kevin and as always I'm here with Cody and Franklin. What's up, you, guys? You just switched it. I did Usually switch it's Franklin and Cody. That you were one. looking at me. You so. got me. That was good. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. How are you, Cody? I'm doing real good. good. That's awesome. Cody's still breathing. That's good. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. And with no beard. No. No. Keep, it's gone. Yeah. It's a different look for those of you like, that know us. It's like Harry Houdini. He just disappears. That's right. Your beard is like Harry Houdini. <laughs> yeah, You're still exactly. here. I had no idea where you were trying to go with that when you said that. <laughs> so where are we up to? We're up to chapter 11 in Matthew. Yes, sir. And in chapter 10, we got that big section where Jesus was talking to uh, his disciples before he sent them out to heal and preach and do a bunch of stuff. He sends them out. And then in chapter 11, it picks up and it uh, continues on in the story in in Matthew's gospel. But the the setting, all that's going to change. So in, in chapter 11, we get a shift where Matthew writes that Jesus, so he finishes giving orders to his 12 disciples, and he went on from there to teach and preach in their towns. And then John, so John the Baptist, Matthew tells us is in prison at the time, and he hears what Jesus has been doing, but he hasn't seen anything because he's been in prison. And he tells his disciples to go talk to Jesus and his disciples, and figure out, he says, go figure out if he's the one that they've been waiting for, for they need, if they need to look for someone else. So, yeah, it's just an, an interesting uh, part of the gospel where now we get the focus shifts a little bit, not completely away from Jesus, but on John the Baptist for a minute. And we know that in the beginning of the gospel, John the Baptist was introducing Jesus and preparing the way for him. And now... John the Baptist has completely left the scene because he opened his mouth in front of Herod and it cost him, it made him, or Herod threw him in prison for it. And now from prison, John is wondering, which we might talk about what that means, but he's wondering if Jesus is the one, if he's the Messiah, or if they need a hope in somebody else. Well, that's, that was the thing is like, so asking like, why did John send messengers? Yeah. Was it to have them verify for him or was it to show, to have them witness Jesus because John already because John baptized Jesus Mm -hmm. right and so he would have had that experience and that knowledge that Jesus is the Messiah so then was it John really doubting or telling his followers to go or uh, yeah followers to messengers to go meet Jesus Mm -hmm. so that they could also experience it yeah I've always thought of it as I don't know that I thought that John was doubting necessarily as if he's thinking that's a bummer I picked the wrong guy but Okay, so you introduce Jesus, you think that all these things are going to start happening, he's going to restore Israel, he's going to do all this stuff, and now you find yourself in prison, and it doesn't look like you're ever going to get out. So if I was John, I would start wondering or want to be sure, is this guy who I put all my eggs in, you know, in that basket, if, if he's really the guy or not? But I've never thought of it from the perspective that he was trying to teach his disciples by having them go talk to him. Yeah, and I don't, right, I don't know if that was yeah. it, obviously, but it was it was one of those things where it's like John the Baptist knew who Jesus was. He ba- I mean, he baptized mm-hmm. him. And so to start or to think of John the Baptist starting to question that relationship or the who Jesus was, it seems like that would be kind of form for someone who knew 
very well the Old Testament, knew what was prophesied, was carrying it out himself. And I'm not saying that it couldn't have happened that mm-hmm. way, because I mean that that can seep in anywhere, especially when you know you're in prison and you don't ever see yourself getting right. out. Like, like you could go to a dark place. But it was just that, like, hmm, I wonder if if John would get to that place, yeah. knowing all the history and experience with Jesus and his faith that or where he was at in his yeah. faith. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Well, and just like every other human, I think it. I think it is very possible. You know, I mean, there's times where some people maybe further along in their faith, twenty, thirty years, and then something could happen, end up in prison, or I mean, anything small, and instantly start questioning their faith. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, almost kind of the same situation. It's a shorter time frame, but. I mean, like you said, it's knowing Jesus and baptizing Jesus and having faith in Jesus is almost the same as like kind of where we're at now in knowing that Jesus has died for us and he's done all these things for us. And ultimately, we don't have to die for our sins. Right. And yet there's times where we can still find ourselves questioning, like, Mm -hmm. is this really what what we believe in or whatever you're questioning at that time? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting that the question is asked, is he the one? And Jesus doesn't say yes or no. What Jesus says is, well, look at what I've done. He said the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear and the dead are raised. And lastly, the poor have good news announced to them. And what he's doing is he's referencing the book of Isaiah over and over again. In Isaiah 35, it's, it, the prophet says, he is the one who will come and save you. The eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be opened, the lame shall leap like the deer, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing with joy. And further, in Isaiah 26, it says, your dead shall live. In Isaiah 29, it says, the meek have joy after joy in Yahweh, and the needy of the people shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. And then in Isaiah 61, near the culmination of the entire book, the prophet says, the Spirit of the Lord Uh, The Spirit of the Lord Yahweh is upon me because Yahweh has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to the captives and liberation of those who are bound. That's all the evidence that Jesus assumes John needs, his disciples need, anybody else, is go either remember what you were taught or go read Isaiah and then look at my life. I'm not going to tell you one way or the other from the Messiah that look at what I'm doing and see if this is what the Messiah was going to do. And if it is, then trust in the works that I've done. And if it's not, then find somebody else. Yeah. It's like Jesus is, Jesus is saying, I'm going to let my work speak for itself. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, to go around telling everyone what I've done. Right. Which, you know, it goes, I mean, that's, he's practicing what he's taught all along. Right. Like you don't need to go out and boast about all these mm-hmm. things. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, you should know what to expect and look at my life. And like you said, like, is this it right. or not? Yeah. And it happens all the time. Like in John, right? It's, I, I believe, well, I don't believe. I know he says like, I am who I say I am. Mm-hmm. Right. And just like referring kind of the same thing well, with what we're all doing here. Just re- referencing the other parts of the Bible where Jesus is saying right. what what he's done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's asked in John if he's the Messiah and he doesn't, he says, I am. And we go, oh, Jesus just said that. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. But what Jesus has said is actually, I'm going to quote what 
God said to Moses. Moses, yes. And so you figure it out. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's it's it sounds tricky, but if you're familiar with your Old Testament, then you get all these clues through Jesus' right. life. And he's building a puzzle and showing you who he is. And there are parts where he comes out and says exactly what he's going to do. I am going, Matthew or one of the other gospel writers will tell us, this is the third time Jesus told his disciples that he was going to die. Like he's just very plain about that. And other times he's more cryptic about what's going on. For those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, it's more plain than it is hidden. Well, and it's like, a, yeah, Jesus is using Old Testament mm-hmm. as, as a reference. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like we always... In like today's world, we say, okay, you know, where'd you find your information from? Is it a, a reputable source? And it's like application for Jesus. Is, Jesus is like, yeah, it's in scripture. Right. Like right. go check it. Right. Yeah. And then compare it, and then yep, you know, it's it's good, incredible information. And it, it's interesting. Interesting to me, speaking about Jesus's death, and how you said it's like the third time that he's told the disciples that that like. People still believed he was gonna live and be immortal and mm-hmm. be the the ruler of Israel. Yeah, which I guess like when yeah yeah it's not like a far stretch. I mean no. I could understand where they get that, but yeah. it's interesting that he said it three times and they still yeah right. yeah and they were still surprised when it happened. <laughs> right. Why didn't you tell us? Right. Well, I actually told you a bunch of times. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> listen. Yeah. So so Jesus says that to them. Look at my works. And then uh, judge by that. And then, and then it, Matthew says that these were going away. As these were going away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John the Baptist. And he says, uh, what did you guys go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in the houses of kings. But why did you go out? To see a prophet? He's telling him, you went out to go see a prophet. And he says, yes, I tell you, even more than a prophet. And then he quotes, he quotes the book of Malachi and says, just like Mark does, and says, look, the John the Baptist that you guys are all about did this. I am sending my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. Like that's, that was John's whole mission is to prepare the way for Jesus. And in fact, in John, in the gospel of John, in chapter uh, three, at the end of the chapter, John himself says, look, I must decrease, you must increase. So John saw his, miss- his mission as he needs to get out of the way of Jesus. And I think there were some people who saw great John the Baptist and are trying to piece this together. And Jesus says the same thing. John was sent here to prepare the way for me. And then once he prepares the way, he's, his mission is fulfilled. You know, it's done there. Yeah. But that isn't a knock against John the Baptist because then he goes right on and he says, truly I say to you, in verse 11, among those born of women, i.e. anybody born ever, except what? Well, yeah, I guess Jesus was born from of a woman. Oh, yeah, okay. But slightly different. Right, right. Yeah. Among those born of, of women. I think what he means is, yeah, Jesus is, he right. has a different type of birth. Right. Yeah. There has not arisen one greater than John the Baptist. So we stop and pause right there for a second. What did Jesus just say? How great John the Baptist is. Right. Yeah. Literally, no one is greater than him. But then the next sentence. Right. So before that, though, <laughs> Jesus just said, Moses, Abraham, David, Solomon, pick whoever you want in the Old Testament. Pick all your heroes. And they're not better. John the Baptist is better than all of them. 
And yet, the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than who? John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's not if you know why, but... So, the reason why, Cody? Elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I would say because we've seen and we've heard the message of Jesus and we have the Holy Spirit now. Yeah. Yep. At that time, John the Baptist did not have the Holy Spirit because Jesus had not died yet. He was living in the presence of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Were you thinking the same thing, Cody? Or what were you thinking? Uh, Yeah. We're talking about a little bit more. Yeah. Basically, John the Baptist uh, opened the doors for the new covenant, Mm -hmm. but he he himself wasn't able to be part of that new covenant because he was crucial in the building of the old covenant mm-hmm. and that's where like later it says for all the prophets and the law prophesied prophesied until john mm-hmm. because john wasn't prophesying yeah i didn't catch it he was, was he was pointing the way yeah it was right yeah Every, everyone else was a prophet yeah. and prophesizing what will come john the baptist is standing there saying it's here yeah yeah so, which is a type of prophecy it's not yep. it's not but, in the but, future 500 years it's actually the fulfillment is right now and it's right. in him yeah different than yeah the rest yep, before exactly prior to yeah him. yeah so i'm sorry what were you gonna say a uh, quick timeline check does jesus die before john the baptist no no we'll find out later in the gospel that john's gonna lose his head no yeah i know that so which is before jesus died. before jesus yeah. dies yeah and yep. that do you okay so that's why the least in the kingdom of heaven is above john the baptist because because he never had a chance because he to. dies before jesus mm-hmm. dies and i i like mentally i knew that but i yeah. i wanted to clarify for yeah. me and for others yeah so so john points the world to jesus which is good. That's why he's greater than all of those that have come before him, because he can point to Jesus. I, so this is my interpretation, which is going to be a combination of what you guys have said. John the Baptist points to Jesus in a better way than Abraham, even Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, go down the line, David, Solomon, all of those people, Isaiah, pick your prophet in the Old Testament. John is better than them because he can point to Jesus with more clarity than they can. He was alive with Jesus. He can point to him and say, there he is. I think the reason that Jesus says that we are greater than John the Baptist, even the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than him, is because we point to Jesus back to the cross and resurrection with more clarity than John can do. John can't talk about Jesus the way that we can. Because he was absent at the death. He he already died. Yeah. The message that John preaches is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, we say, look at the cross and resurrection, what he actually did. We get to point back with more clarity than John got to point forward. John got to point forward with more clarity than the Old Testament prophets did. But, and that's no, so that points to, we're not greater because we intrinsically are able to do something. We're greater because of the one we point to is greater than us. Right, because of the accomplishments that Jesus exactly. did. Exactly. And what he he did, that's why it, yeah. that gives us access. Right. Like he says later on in this chapter, or next chapter. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. if any of us, me, you, you, Franklin, if we got up on a Sunday and said, everybody look to me, look at how great I am, we would, I would be horrified at that. I would, I would hate for that to happen. But it's because of the one you're pointing to. If you change the language just a little bit and said, hey, everybody, look how great Jesus is, then you've just become greater based on the one that you're pointing to. 
And it's, I mean, we talked about meekness and humility and everything throughout the gospel, but this is an interesting part where our standing in the kingdom of heaven, I think we should value that. We have a tremendous responsibility and a tremendous reward for the message that we get to preach. And if we don't preach it, we are taking what Jesus said, greater than the greatest ever to be born, and saying, no, I don't care about that. I don't really want to, I have no interest in being the greatest. Like, no, I think you should want to. And what do the great people do? They die to themselves. And that's, you know, that's what we're called to do. Okay, so, so there, that little section about John the Baptist. And then, so were you going to say something, Cody? Um, when Jesus says, whoever has ears, let them hear. Mm -hmm. I love when Jesus says that. I just want to point that out. Like he says it over and over mm -hmm. numerous times throughout the, his life or whatever. But it's such a representation of what our faith is mm -hmm. in, in one sentence. Like whoever has ears, let them hear. Like be, our faith in Christianity should never be forced on someone. But it, the door is always open to anyone or to everyone. Mm -hmm. And so, like, there's uh, there's beauty in that sentence. And, it, it, yeah, it's just one of those that's, right. like, it sticks with me. Right. Every time I see it, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So then Jesus keeps talking, and he says, shall, what shall I compare this generation? It's like children sitting in a marketplace who call out to one another saying, we played the flute for you, and you didn't dance. Like, we did something, and you should be, be responding in a particular way. You didn't do it. We sang a lament for you, and you didn't mourn. And he says, look. John the Baptist came neither eating or drinking. We know that John the Baptist hang out, hung out in the wilderness. He ate locusts and honey, and he wore raggedy clothes. And what were people's response to him? He has a demon. Jesus says the Son of Man came eating and drinking. So you didn't like it when John the Baptist didn't eat and drink. Fine. Jesus comes eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, the man who is a glutton and a drunkard a friend of tax collectors and sinners. And then, and then he says that cryptic little statement, but wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Like, it's just so crazy how a message is brought, like to the people, to those who have ears to hear, a message is brought by John the Baptist. They reject him because of how he lives. Somebody comes living opposite. Okay, I will eat and drink and I'll hang out with tax collectors. I won't be secluded in the wilderness. I'll come out into the public. Well, you don't like that either. Like, what do you guys want? So that's the origins of cancel culture. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> Me either. Um, so well, what catches you? Like what I'm getting towards is, but wisdom is, you said vindicated? Vindicated right by her deeds. What, what did that mean to you? You, point, you pointed that out. Yeah. So what's your translation safe? My, but wisdom is proved right by her deeds. Proved right. Did yeah. you say the same thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I think what he's uh, saying is, so it's similar to what he says earlier. You want to know who I am? Look, the lame walk, the deaf hear, the blind have sight restored to them. The poor have good news preached to them. You want to know who I am? Look at what I'm doing. And, and here, wisdom is proved right by what she does. Like, you, you've rejected John, you reject me, based on what? Because he doesn't eat and drink, and I do, and I hang out with these people, but look at what I'm doing. Look at what John did. Like, you, you guys are foolish. You're, you're, gonna, you're gonna set aside all this yeah. because this. Yeah. And wisdom would tell you, look at the fruit that's being born. Like, that's your proof. Yep. And, and if you wanna reject that, fine. But you're calling an apple tree a pear tree. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> or you're no. getting mad at an apple tree because it's producing apples. And not pears. Yeah. Right. I wanted mine to produce pineapples. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, yeah. I was kind of, I was thinking that and I just, I kind of want to see what you thought. Sure. Yeah. Is that what you think? Is that what you think about it? Oh, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. That like your, your, your faith, your wisdom is going to be proved right by your, your works. Mm-hmm. Your, like, not that your faith is based off of works, but that good fruit is going to, or good trees are going to prov- provide good fruit. Right. Yes. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. 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 Stumbled a couple of times. But <laughs> that's all right. It was a long road, but we got there. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> we, hit, we hit the finish. Yeah. So, okay. So quickly through that again, he, uh, he talks about John the Baptist or, or John the Baptist is saying, is this Jesus, the one that we've been waiting for? Look at what I've done. Then Jesus talks about John the Baptist and says, look at how great he is, except you guys are greater than him based on some other things that we talked about. And then, oh, let's see here. Now I'm forgetting what we... So then, what what is he going to compare this generation? So they're they're asking for certain things to be done, and, and they're getting mad because they're not responding in such a way. And then Jesus brings it all together by saying, look at how you've rejected John the Baptist. Look at how you've rejected me. We've both done the same mission, but the opposite way to bring it about, and you guys don't want to have anything to do with us. So to those who have ears to hear is a really true statement. You guys are not listening. Right. right. And that's, that's a, that's a, what's the word? It's a sad thing. It's horrific. Yeah. Yes. The message is being preached to you right now and you've closed your ears to the truth and it's tough to come back from that. You rejected what was available. Sorry. Hard heart. That's what I was thinking. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So on that note, thank you for joining us for another conversation on Jesus podcast. We hope to have you guys join us again.